Hello, 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 beloved. I'm happy to be back with you. This particular transmission will be a very rich, robust one. It will include both teachings and energetics. It will be very much evergreen support and teachings going forward, but I'm also nestling it lightly into current energetic intel for the time in which I'm recording it. Uh, I am recording it on the morning of Saturday, July 30th. That's in Pacific time, just so you have this, and that's in 2022, just so you have the kind of the current time point uh, as a reference. So in terms of kind of what's going on currently in terms of energetics, things are hugely heating up. And I use that as a, on purpose, the pun is intended because uh, up here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is summer and we are going into the thick of it. The hottest month of it uh, will be August and not just because August is hot up here in the Northern Hemisphere, um, but energetically, it's going to be uh, big and fast and lots of interesting things. Okay, so I've been saying this actually all year that this kind of end of July into August was going to be a big, you know, kind of period, and it is. Now, right now, we have a quiet couple of days, kind of yesterday, today, tomorrow, uh, uh, possibly even a bit of Monday, but really by Monday, I feel like things, and I'm thinking of August 1st there, and hopefully I'm remembering correctly that that is August 1st, I, who knows, but yes, this kind of little three-day window of Friday, Saturday, Sunday is sort of a quiet kind of calm before the you know, uh, lift off. And we're going to have some very intense inflection energy um, overnight, the 31st into the 1st and throughout the 1st, but that's going to carry through into August in many different ways. Um, and uh, I don't um, do astrology personally, as you know, but I do like to play around with it. And so um, want to, uh, for all of you who are more experts in astrology, just point you to um, what's going on with that um, big, huge conjunction that's occurring. And I believe it's been well over 2000 years since this particular conjunction has occurred. So it's pretty epic energetics uh, from that perspective as well. What I want you to do working with this energy um, at this time is to look back, and this is just like one little thing to look back at. And then we're gonna go into this really big, huge, um, uh, kind of what I am really here to bring through for you today. So the short thing to work with, and it's not short, like it's not small, it can be very big, um, uh, and would under normal circumstances, if there's any such thing, be the full topic of a complete transmission. But there's just this much, much, much larger, more root, uh, thing to talk about. Okay. But in kind of current things, look back to the end of April, and what have your experiences been since the end of April? What has been occurring both inside you and or externally that you love? Make a little list. And then what has been occurring both inside of you and externally that feels like an old annoying pattern, which maybe you even thought you were completely done with, but, or it's just been something that's been plaguing you for a long time, which you are now in a place of, and kind of got to a place very recently, or maybe are about to get to a place through either this transmission or the big energetics that are, that are building in these next few days of no more, never again, right? Isn't that Gandalf moment from Lord of the Rings? Like, you shall not pass. Like, we are not doing that one again, motherfuckers. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so play around with that in terms of however you want to be working with what's going on with the current energetics. Okay, what I really want to focus on is this huge revealings that have been happening. So these huge, huge revealings have been happening 
actually in many ways for quite some time in these last couple of years. And we've all been sort of scraping away, right? Scraping away, removing the barnacles from the bottom of the boat um, as we move ahead, scraping away from, you know, the, the, the glass jar that we are inside, removing that label, whatever that label, getting those gunks off so that we can kind of see out clearly. And really ultimately, the end goal of all of that kind of clearing away is to actually not even have just the clean glass of the jar or the clean window through which we look, but to actually then remove the glass, remove the window entirely. So that's really where we're going is more and more of that cleaning and clearing. But we had a massive, 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 intense revealing recently that I'm going to speak about. And the imagery that comes for all of this is this idea of like water receding that is showing us a sunken city that we haven't seen that's been below the waterline and out of our capacity to view and be aware of. And so these waters are moving back now to show us this sunken city that has been underneath this whole time. And the sunken city is ourselves. Now, much revealing has been happening externally as well. but And you can focus there if that's really where your joy is. But the most potent focus of attention is within at this time, is internally. So use, in the, if this is really where you want to be, you can use the external... Uh, uh, revealings, if you will, or the revealings about external circumstances as kind of bread bread breadcrumbs, as clues um, as you kind of go along, okay? So I want to direct you back to um, the Evo Leap video, the evolutionary love video that I made for you um, in the beginning of 2021, and it references and describes events energetically that occurred roughly 18 months ago as I record this um, and kind of nests that within uh, some larger cosmology discussion. So what was being described in terms of what happened was a uh, experience with what I what I what I'm going to describe as trap energy, a trap that was placed inside humanity's collective codex, uh, which is a beautiful thing to visualize, by the way, if you're able to access the experience of that, um, the humanity's collective codex, that is. But this sort of trap was placed inside that codex to prevent humanity from evolving past a certain point. And the reason for doing this stems way, 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 way back to the idea of the removal of fear prime from all creational spaces and a split in the beliefs of what would occur if fear prime was removed from all creational spaces. And so one kind of faction, if you will, believed that the removal of this was possible, that the alchemy could be done, and that all would be wonderful, and it would then be kind of gone, if you will, and just creation could, could continue without it entirely. And another faction believed that by removing uh, fear prime, because the, of the universal law that nothing can be destroyed, it can only be changed, that then all of creation would be destroyed. And so then we have just, you know, eons and eons and eons and eons of those particular beings kind of ascribing to that particular philosophy, if you will, um, or belief about the nature of reality, essentially kind of coming into a place where they're being forced, if you will, to defend fear and protect fear in order to protect creation. Whereas the other side is like, hey, we're going to go after fear and try to remove fear and try to learn how to remove fear in order to create a whole new beautiful version of creation. I'm not here to tell you which of these is correct. That's not the point. The awareness of these two kind of factions is the point. And this idea of fear prime um, is important and useful. And understanding that fear came into existence simply as a function of creation 
as light beings were first created, they started making things, they started creating things. And as they did, they had the experience first of, oh, there was a time when this hadn't been in existence, then I created it, and now it exists. That's how time was created. Okay. Uh, and then after that, the experience of, I love this thing that I created so much. This is so incredible. The joy and the wonder and the experience of this creation is amazing. And then an understanding that a time could come when this creation ends or goes away. Boom. There we go. Fear prime right there. And that kind of thread of that fear, fear prime, wove itself throughout the tapestry of the creation of the all of all. And it remains there to this day. So back to what happened roughly 18 months ago. Becoming aware of a very specific nature of the trap energy that was installed in the humanity collective codex because humanity was actually brought into creation initially in order to be if you will the kind of the soil within which the alchemy would occur for the seeds of of a new element using alchemy language loosely here in order to dissolve and remove fear prime. And so those who were like, oh, no, 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 that's not gonna happen, put this trap energy into humanity's collective codex to prevent evolution past a certain point, believing that, you know, that that point would be um, uh, kind of the sort of the Rubicon past which the evolution of humanity would then eventually move into the capacity to uh, to create this element, to create this alchemy, to remove fear prime. So that's from that place of, if you will, kind of a pure philosophy of trying to quote unquote defend creation. Um, and what we then experience is many, 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 many different experiences in which that gets sort of perverted and distorted and even inverted over time. Okay, so here we are, this trap existing inside human the human collective codex. I identify this trap. We see the trap, okay? And then we removed it. This is what occurred 18 months ago. And I want to describe a little bit of that process because it's important. So at the time, I discovered that the beings who had installed that trap had also gotten trapped themselves by it. So there was this like immediate kind of boomerang effect that occurred. As soon as they bloop, put this into humanity's codex, bloop, it got put into their own. <laughs> Talk about unintended consequences, right? Um, and so much of the kind of recent millennia, thousands of years of darkness, particularly the last, let's say, 2000, and particularly the last few hundred uh, of increasing, increasing kind of darkness, despair, destruction, extraction versus regeneration on the planet has been a side effect of these beings efforts to remove themselves from their own trap and much uh real bad shit has gone down in order to do that okay that's a technical term by the way um all their efforts have been unsuccessful humanity and the living ecosystems of earth have been collateral damage in that process until we did this removal, okay? Now, when I became aware of the trap energy, it represented itself very specifically to me in the form of a black energy splinter within the diamond crystalline codex of humanity on earth. This diamond crystalline codex of humanity really it just it's like this incredibly beautiful complex kind of like a snowflakes but a snowflake but like in all dimensional forms just absolutely incredible absolutely incredible okay i was unable at first to remove this black splinter despite many potent alchemical attempts and with enormous supports i was brought then into connection 
directly with the beings who installed it. And I came into an experience of working with and communing with these beings. In that process, I was able to see all that they had done. And I was able to bring in an absolution and a forgiveness. This was accompanied by the experience of an absolute unconditional love for them. And this was an incredibly powerful experience. This was like a beyond words powerful experience. I want to explore that for a minute with you before we kind of go further into the kind of the story and how it relates to what I want you to consider working with. Although this is actually part of what I want you to consider working with. Okay. So can these beings with the incredible legacy of violence, destruction, trauma, unbelievable perversions, unbelievable inversions, can they be redeemed? They are truly forsaken? Or are they? Is redemption even relevant? The experience of unconditional love for them flowed in and through me exactly as they are before any of the, the next things that occurred. That may feel like an impossibility. And I honestly, I would say if we kind of went back in time to the, you know, the me that was having this experience as it was occurring and then kind of processing it, I would say that I did not believe I had the capacity it, within my human container to viscerally experience, to have the visceral embodied experience of that absolute, unconditional love, absolution, forgiveness, even forgiveness isn't even relevant in many ways. And so the, the kind of the, the image or whatever that I'm given to share with you to kind of start to access this within yourself, and you may have many of these access points already, but in case you don't, I want you to imagine the idea of like a four-year-old little boy who maybe is your son, right? You're kind of your own four-year-old little son, and I'm not sure why they keep giving it to me as a boy, not a girl, but whatever, um, has come into sort of your special workspace and has destroyed the kind of masterpiece painting or the masterpiece masterpiece book manuscript that you've been working on for years. This is like your magnum opus. You love it more than anything. Like you actually, your experience up to this point has been that you maybe even love this more than your own son. <laughs> Although you wouldn't admit that. <laughs> okay, so you've been working on this for years. Now you come in and you see the fact that this has been utterly destroyed it cannot be restored it is gone and he has destroyed it in order to take the pieces to uh for his own creation okay and he is unrepentant he does not have any sense of like shame or he did a bad thing or any of that he's just kind of like that's what i did like deal with it and you have this flood of emotions, right? First, you have this kind of the disbelief, like, how can it be gone? How could this have happened? Uh, you might go immediately into rage, or you might go into like, what could I have done differently? You might go into like self-blame. You might go directly into absolute rage. You might go into grief over the loss of this incredible piece of work that you've been working on for, for ages. What I hope for you uh, as a kind of as a parent experience, if you will, is that underneath, there and even if you're not a parent you can maybe tap into this idea underneath is the unconditional love for him anyway right like you don't actually care it doesn't i mean you do care that it happened but you it doesn't change how much you love him okay so if you can kind of feel into that for a moment or just feeling into any moment in your own experience, when and where you have ever really truly experienced unconditional love for another being, all right? And can you move into the place of the capacity to have unconditional love for another being when its behavior is 
extraordinarily bad. So coming back into this idea of the forsaken. The idea of those who put this trap energy into place and had then been dealing with it within themselves as well as doing incredibly, quote unquote, unforgivable things for millennia on this earth plane to earth and to the beings on earth, including humanity, in order to get themselves out of their own trap. And other, you know, motivations that arise along the way, right? Like the initial try to get out of the trap, that doesn't work. Then you start to live with the trap. You get used to living with the trap, right? And then you start doing, you know, whatever you're doing for, quote unquote, its own reasons. At the root is the trap. But you get so sort of perverted and distorted that that doesn't even become apparent anymore, right? Like we don't even care about that anymore. Now we're doing these other things, you know? Um, Yeah. Okay, we don't need to go into any of the specific nature of that. I don't think that's particularly useful, right? But let's think about in the human experience for a moment, the way in which the human may um, go into incredibly personally self-destructive or other destructive behaviors in order to essentially soothe, medicate, calm, avoid, ignore, attempt to repair, attempt to heal, attempt to bypass, attempt to go over or around or away from its own, his or her, their own kind of initial trauma, sort of like root trauma, okay? Think about some of that as a, as a kind of a place to kind of think about this, sort of the, the who are the sort of the forsaken, the beyond redemption, I'm putting air quotes around those, okay? So we come back into what happened 18 months ago. All right, so I become aware of this trap energy I become aware of the efforts, um, I become aware of what's happened and how these beings have been struggling with this. And um, I become aware of this splinter, this black energy splinter within the diamond crystalline codex of humanity on earth. And I go to remove it. I try to remove it. I cannot remove it. It will not budge. I try many different things. Nothing happened. I come into connection and communion with the beings who installed it and as a result, see everything that they've done and then am provided or what flows through me essentially is this absolute forgiveness. This unconditional absolution is made available to them. And I'm shown that if I remove their splinter first, then I would be able to remove it for humanity. I don't know how or why any of that's going to happen, but I was then able to begin extracting the same energy splinter of this trap from their collective codex. And the experience was like removing a long, long, like literally like black splinter, like wooden splinter from something, if you can imagine. And I'm pulling this out, I'm pulling it out, I'm pulling it out, I'm pulling it out, and it just keeps going, right? It's like the clown car of splinters. It's just like, well, that's just keeps on going. It's just so big, it's so long, it's so deeply in there. I can pull it almost all the way out, and at the last bit, the splinter remains in place and won't leave. And I'm shown instead that I can transmute the splinter into diamond codex which i did immediately and i then tell them inform them that the rest is up to them that they had been freed from their own trap and the final removal of it from their own codex was entirely up to them that they were freed and forgiven to move forward with a clean slate if they chose to do so I then turned to the splinter in humanity and was able to immediately transmute it into diamond as I had experienced with these other beings and their splinter. And then because of my own, mm, what I'm here to do and what I can do, I'm able to then dissolve that diamond immediately and entirely from that state, leaving the crystalline human diamond collective codex in purity for the first time since its earliest days. Okay. So now what's been happening with, now that was 18 months ago. What's been happening with these beings? I've been in connection with them a little bit here and there. And as I've gone through these 18 months in human linear time, what I have been aware of is that 
they have been working on removal of this. And there's been much agreement and disagreement within their ranks about it. And they are not quite at the place where they have decided to remove it from the collective codex. But many of them, as they've been going through these experiences that started 18 months ago, have said, you know what, I'm not doing it this way anymore. I may still have this splinter in me, but I'm gonna go live differently. I'm gonna go experience differently. I'm gonna go be differently. And they have been moving increasingly into what we might think of as like into kind of the light. But I, I don't, I want you to be really thoughtful about that for a minute because that gets misused often. Um, but they, their own light, they want to experience their own light again. And they've been moving more and more into that experience and shifting the energetics and the dynamics, if you will, within themselves. And, you know, on a certain kind of, hmm, like there are many levels, as I speak about this often, there are many kind of levels and layers of viewpoints into experience of creation in the all of all. And um, you, you know, think of it as sort of like the, you know, the building that has the different stories in it and from different uh, uh, floors of the building, you have a different viewpoint of what's going on. So sort of at the highest viewpoint, it's none of it actually kind of matters and none of it is separate at a kind of a middle viewpoint, which is higher than the 3D, um, there's a lot of kind of battle warfare experiences occurring. And, um, and so at that level, you can think of these beings that have been in battle warfare mode, have been choosing to lay down their arms. They won't fight anymore. Or they've actively come over, if you will, to the other side to help. Um, so that's kind of at that kind of middle layer, which is sort of middle dimensional layers, if you will, above 3D. Okay. Um, and you can refer back to other episodes of mine um, to understand more around dimensional uh, pieces. Um, I have that in other places. All right. So then we come back to where we are currently in human time in my timeline. Um, so last Friday, uh, July 22nd, 2022, some interesting numbers going on there, right? Some interesting energies and, and whatnot. 722022, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you're just like kind of feeling all of the energetic waves when you hear that. In the very early morning, kind of so the experience was it was the middle of night, right? But it was the very early morning of uh, July 22nd, 2022, this massive new layer was revealed of that ancient submerged city that I was speaking about earlier. So the water had this huge receding again. And this other deeper layer of that ancient submerged city of each of us rose up into awareness. And what came with that is the opportunity to experience and see that you, I, we are each also the forsaken, those beyond redemption, the evildoers, the, the dark side, whatever language you want for this, it doesn't matter. Forsaken continues to be a really foundational, pivotal word in this whole process for me, for reasons that I'm going to speak about in a minute. So you are the forsaken. Can you feel into this idea of being the forsaken? And there's a level, because of human language, particularly English language, where the idea of being forsaken will match up with the idea of the abandonment wounds that we have, right? like a sort of a victim-y version of forsaken. You have forsaken me. You abandoned me. Wham, wham, I'm over here, right? Lost and destroyed and alone, right? And not wham, wham, like in a whiny way, just like that's, you know, that's one layer of that experience. Um, but actually underneath that is this same experience that I, why I'm sort of describing, why I spent time describing what's going on with these other beings and kind of absolute, horror that they have perpetuated throughout millennia on so many 
Can you imagine some version of being that? Can you find within yourself, maybe it's in your human life, maybe it's in other lives, maybe it's in both, it doesn't matter where the entry point is, where you have been that, even for just a moment, all right? And can you imagine being forgiven for that? Can you imagine the unconditional love, receiving the unconditional love? This is so much harder. This is like a whole level beyond the idea of can I imagine giving unconditional love? So when we can kind of get into that, I can experience giving unconditional love to another being. I try to experience giving unconditional love to myself. Can I give unconditional love to a forsaken being? Can I be the forsaken being and receive that unconditional love? That is the the core of this current revealing. Feel into that, okay? Understand that the reason we have such extreme abandonment wounding in humanity and the human experience is so intensely, almost uniformly defined by many different versions of the abandonment wound in the very earliest stages of the neurobiological development of the human being, the individual human as it's going along in its life path, because we are also the forsaken who have done the unspeakable. We feel it. And we require all of these experiences in our being. And so we're getting these kind of echoes of it, right? Now, the work, I don't even want to call it work, the opportunity is to remove that splinter, right? So back to the trap energy in the Humanities Codex that was removed 18 months ago. It's now available for anyone to remove that splinter from their own individual codex, if you will. So you have your own codex, uniquely you, your unique energy. The splinter is still probably, unless you've removed it since then, is probably still within you. And it's time now to remove it. And so you can feel into my descriptions and go back to that Evo Leap video as well, because there's some really powerful energetics encoded within the audio and even the video of it, um, to feel into the energies of this, to work with this removal, okay? Work with this removal. This splinter, this is the root of everything else that you've been trying to clear, clean, change, heal from, blah, blah, whatever. It doesn't matter what the words are, right? This is the root. Everything else is like the fruit of the poisonous tree, so to speak, not to malign trees, but just to use a phrase that we're familiar with. Everything comes back to this. This is the root. This is the seed, right? And You've been pulling out all these other things that you thought were the roots. But underneath was still this root, right? Like when you're dealing with certain kinds of weeds in the garden and you think you pulled them all out and then five minutes later, they've got another thing growing up, right? Blackberries are like this. Bindweed is like this, right? Very powerful beings. Blackberries and bindweed. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, they're talking to me as we're talking. They're like, yeah, you got that, sister. Um, okay. Actually, as I'm uh, here in Lake House 2, the, the, the back of the property behind the house, um, the house is on a pretty steep incline, and the house is down and like the bottom third of that incline, you know, going towards the lake and oriented towards the lake, but up behind the property that kind of goes up behind the house, that the house is sort of almost nestled into, there's this just massive, huge, growing... Um, uh, giant collective of blackberry and some other beings in there, also some bindweed, but it's predominantly blackberry um, where some trees were cleared and then the blackberries came in um, as they often do to say like, okay, well, blackberries are repairing that in some respect, in some respects. 
and and I love them. I feel them, and they're just amazing. Um, okay, sorry for the little com- human commercial distraction there. <laughs> okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. So this is really the work. This is really where I want you to be focusing, and I have some more pieces to kind of share with you. Okay, um, about this as we go. So. I want you to think about kind of Trinity layers. There are many layers of Trinities that are going on. So we think about the, you know, you've been listening to me for a while. So you understand that I talk about that the new evil loop of evil leap of humanity into homo lumens um, is about the integration, the Trinity union of the cosmic and the original self into the human. So the cosmic, the original and the human coming together into the embodied a biological expression of our truly pan-dimensional nature here in this human form, right? The cosmic self, thinking of that as the soul, the higher self that has all the experiences, past, present, future, because time is a sphere, not a line. And so all experiences available to that cosmic self coming more and more uh, into um, our awareness in our human, but then actually integrating ultimately into our biology. And then that original self, which is the first organized essence expression of source divine into the unique energy that becomes the cosmic self the instant it begins moving, vibrating, singing, which I mean like just sound occurring and then creating because sound actually comes first, right? And then creating, right? All three of these coming together in the human biology is homo lumens is the evo leap requirements for us along the way as we go through that journey include the uh coming into awareness and understanding of what we call the masculine and the feminine energies which are within us all and bringing those into union within ourselves and that is another trinity right it's masculine feminine come together to form this unique being that is you in the human earthen plane that is how things kind of work in the human earthen plane um, is this kind of masculine feminine energy piece. And it's one of the reasons why humans are so drawn to dyads, right? And it's why humans are um, organized biologically to come together in pairs to create a third child. That's a reflection of this inner energetic trinity union that wants to come into being within you right and so um we actually a couple a dyad of two humans is actually a trinity it is each individual so individual one's energy individual two's energy and then the third energy that they create as a couple that is a trinity and then when if they choose to have a child or they create something else like a business or um a a work of art or some you know some contribution into whatever it doesn't have to be a contribution in any way just if they choose to create something together in addition to the 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 dyad that they are which is a trinity union that adds a fourth element right like if they have a child we think of that as a trinity. It's not. It, it's not in the in the in the direct um, in the flat sense of a triangle. It adds a fourth dimension, and it makes the kind of the triangle, if you will, it turns it into kind of a three D triangle, right? It brings in another dimension, um, and so then you have you can see sort of a three D triangle in your mind's eye. All right. So we have to do that. It's required that we do that kind of masculine, feminine um, connection, cleansing, clearing, access, full, complete sort of plugging into and restoration of within ourselves and then kind of bring them into union. That's and none of this is kind of that's almost like a starting place to the evolution into homo lumens, Um, although none of this is linear. Right. None of this is linear. Um, And then. Neither of these layers that I'm describing, kind of that human, masculine, feminine trinity, um, and then the kind of the larger evil leap homo lumens trinity, neither of these layers can be fully achieved without coming into kind of great capacity um, with the human neurobiology 
the brain and the nervous system and the understanding and unplugging the ways in which it was distorted during human childhood experiences, whatever they were, and they might've been mild distortions, they might've been extreme, it doesn't matter, but those distortions during childhood experiences effectively switching us away from our true energy source and into what I describe often as like a backup generator that is woefully inadequate to lighting up the entire landscape that is what you truly came here to be. Now we can't, so we can't do any of these things that we've been describing and talking about and playing around with without the neurobiology work. Right? And you can learn this, you can teach this to yourself, you can learn this on your own, the neurobiology side of it, or you can get teachers for it to support you, right? but you have to do it for yourself either way. A t- no teacher, quote unquote healer, can do any of this for you. You must do it for yourself. Now the right teacher, the right supporter, the right guidance, the right mentor, whatever, can support a slingshot speed at which you do this, but you still have to do it yourself. It's really, it's just, that's just the way of it. That's just the way of it, it has to be done. Um, and so that really has to come first, I feel, um, in my experience, awareness, and observation over time. So all of this that I'm describing today, this is the ultimate repair of the split between the first light beings who splintered over whether removal of fear prime would destroy all of creation. They splintered, and that is why it shows up, the trap energy shows up as a splinter. Because that was the original root of this, is the splintering, the division of the first light beings into these sort of two factions, as I've already described, right? So the trinity that is awaiting of these two quote unquote factions coming into a unified kind of new third beingness is the reclaimed innocence after experience. So when you do this within yourself, as well as when we all do this as a collective from inhumanity, as well as when all the light beings are doing this at a higher level, right? At each level of this, it is this reclaimed innocence that come that we can choose after experience, this wise innocence. We are entering into the time of the rising of the wise innocence. We have a whole new blueprint beginning to appear. The glimmering, glistening, shining gold and zillion points of light are cohering and the organizing of it is impossibly complex. These new patterns, impossibly complex to describe. And this is at the absolute macro level as well as within the micro level that is you. So you start fresh now. You are born again. It is tabula rasa without losing all that came before. Wise innocence. Cosmic, original, unified in your human biology. Now, there may be what much that you want to see rearranged in your human life experience, right? You might be saying like, well, Melanie, that's all cool. And I love all that. And I'm here for all these beautiful spells you're weaving. But over here in human 3D, things are like a kind of a shit show. So <laughs> what the hell do I do with that? <laughs> right? <laughs> so there may be much that you want to see rearranged in your human experience. I get that. That's fine, right? Hold that. What's your new vision of that for yourself? And what's the new vision of that for the planet that you want to hold, that you want to stand for, that you want to be for? Be it. Be it. Bring it in. Be it, be it, be it, be it. Be it inside you. That's where it begins. Okay? Understand this 
really important thing about matter, okay? It organizes around the energies. You might think you understand that. That might be something we've talked about, but there are a lot of nuances around that, particularly here on Earth, where for many millennia, the kind of the heaviness, the density, the various issues has created this massive lag time between kind of the expression of energy, the experience of energy, the creation of new energy, and how it then expresses into matter, right? So we have that kind of the initial coherence of energy, and then it then expresses into matter. That should, quote unquote, be instantaneous. It is not currently the case. And more and more people are moving slowly, little bit, bit by bit, into the capacity to in fact have an instantaneous or a near instantaneous organizing of matter around a coherent, clear new energy. But for virtually everyone, what's going on is that the matter that you are experiencing as your now Oh, I'm here in my now. You better believe it. I am embedded in this now and I'm touching this thing here and I'm feeling this thing here and I'm in the sensations of the now. It's actually the past. Your now is actually your past. The energy, when you experience it inside yourself now, of now, not now matter, of now energy, is actually the future. If you hold and remain coherent, that energy, then that becomes the future. Again, we're dealing with linear time when we're dealing with the way things are currently functioning on the earth and planes in the material realms. But what's going on is that you are expanding more and more into the sensation or the awareness or just the kind of even sort of like a, a vague kind of dream time sense of the true experience of time as a sphere, right? And time as a sphere means that there isn't this kind of separation between past, present, and future. They're all immediately right here. And so this beginning kind of glimmering into accessing into even having direct visceral experience of time as a sphere versus time as a line is creating this mixture of delight and frustration by the senses expanding about what is happening right the sort of the push to be in the now present moment is actually the impetus to unite the material expression of energy in time to be instantaneous to move out of the line and into the sphere so and this is by the way this is where many having an extreme experience of pain Many are coming into kind of more and more awareness, connection, awakening um, of this, or they have had this awareness, awakening, connection of this for a long time in human time, and they're seeing others sort of slowly get there, but it's not happening fast enough, and it's so painful, and they continue to see and have awareness of all of the pain that humanity is experiencing and that it is inflicting still upon the earth being in matter, in matter form. Um, and uh, all of the other beings that are here innocently living on the earth. And it's like, I can't take it. I can't take it another minute. I can't handle it. I've got to like go back to my cosmic self or go back. I've got to go back to the stars. I've got to go out to heaven. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of this place. If it's the last thing I ever do, right? Like that's, there's so many people who are like in pain around this, the kind of the cosmic sort of, if you will, starseed beings that are coming more and more into awareness of themselves and their human are just like, they can't take it. They can't handle it. And so that is just kind of what's going on for them. And, and I hope that some of this work that I'm bringing for you today helps them to work with that. And what I tell people in my kind of private work with people who are dealing with that is that the way I find, particularly if you're very advanced in some of your um, kind of energetic capacities, is to work deeply and more frequently with what I call the earthen magics. 
this is actually one of the key kind of ways to heal some of that um, is to come into more of a kind of delightful experience with the earth and magics in many ways. More on that in a sec. So try not to be mad at the past that you see and experience in your now. This can be hard. Instead, try to look to it for information and opportunity for expanding your awake human awareness about the mechanics of you and look to it for more of the opportunities to be unconditionally present with yourself. And when you come more into being present with yourself, that is going to include yourself as the forsaken, as the abandoned, as also the allegedly beyond redemption. As much as it means coming into being present with yourself as the powerful creator that you truly are. To be a creator being is to know and experience loss. The deep sacred current of life force flows and moves through all. It supports beginnings and endings. This is the nature of creation. All things pass. All things change. They end and begin anew. Which phase of that do you want to play with at any time? Understanding that you must eventually come into the experience of all phases in order to come into the place of not just experiencing loss as a creator being, but accepting it. Accepting it. Wise innocence, the hallmark of wise innocence, is the capacity to return to that beautiful, playful, childlike wonder of creating and of enjoying the early phases of creating while also honoring and loving and delighting in the phases of dissolve, of decay, of falling apart, of ending and transmuting again into something new. Wise innocence is rising now within all the beings. And I hope that this very, probably super long, I have no idea how long I've been speaking, uh, uh, transmission is useful for you. This is one that you're going to want to listen to many times, I think. Um, I'm actually going to want to listen to it myself and figure out all the things that came through. <laughs> um, but I really hope that you play with it. I really hope that you steep in it. I really hope that you take what's useful in it and leave whatever feels unuseful or incorrect to you. Just leave it without judgment and move on. What isn't useful to you today may become useful to you tomorrow. What becomes useful to you tomorrow may no longer be useful the day after that. That's true in all things, including everything that I bring to you. I love you. And I thank you for your light in the world. You are a lighthouse. Keep shining, baby. Keep on shining. <laughs>